It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Ah, uh, yes, Matt Smith and James Merlat in for Mike and Mark this morning. Thanks for rocking with us. First up on the morning brew, history made at Ball Arena last night. In front, stop by the club. The truck sent it wide on the rebound. Gentry, Giroux, still slide. Piece of that. The truck takes a heavy hit from Byron. Colorado gets the clear. And Nathan McKinnon scores his first ever four-goal game. Four goals in a single game, the first time in Avs history that's ever happened. McKinnon extends his point streak to 17 games. He ties a season-opening home point streak by an Av at 17. And James, I mean, seventh career hat trick. Nathan McKinnon right now is back to carrying this team alongside Miko Rantanen. But I think it's just about time that we have the conversation that he is the best player in the world. Yeah, he's the best player in the league for sure, which and I guess probably does translate to he yeah, being does. the best player yeah. in the world. Uh, it's just an incredible night. The fact that no Av in the history of the organization had ever scored four goals in a game, kind of shocking. Wasn't it? It's not like it's not a, a, a team that's had a, a storied history with a lot of great players. So congrats to Nathan McKinnon. Fun night. I mean, talk about getting your hitting a milestone in, in, in fine fashion, uh, etching his name in the, uh, in the team annals even more. Jared Bednar went on, and next up in the morning brew, the best player in the world conversation. Is it really time to start having it? Is McKinnon in line to be in contention for his first ever Hart Trophy? You realize McKinnon's never won an MVP. I mean, after the second period and the way it was going, I mean, even the start, like, I mean, he's playing out of his mind right now, in my opinion. We're asking that top line to do a lot right now, and, and they're following through. You know, I mean, Val had 29 minutes of ice time as a forward tonight, 29 and change. They're doing it all. Val did it all. Power play, penalty kill. Mack gets four goals. Miko gets two. You're looking at a team right now, James, that is a one-line team. They have to find a way to get production out of different guys because Nachushkin right now playing, I mean, 29 minutes last night against the last place team in the Eastern Conference coming off a loss to what was the last place team in the Western Conference. While the win last night was impressive, we have to acknowledge that the recipe, it's the same as it was last year, and it's going to get them beat if they can't get more production throughout the lineup. Yeah, people like to say that they they lost in the first round last year to the Kraken because they ran out of gas because they were trying so hard to get the highest seed they possibly right. could at the end of regular season. No, they lost because it was one line that did anything. Exactly. I mean, essentially, it was two guys because McCarr wasn't very good in that series. He mm -hmm. got suspended. Uh, it, it was McKinnon and Ranton, and, the, and nobody else showed up. That was the problem. And in a playoff series where, you know, you play the same team seven times in a row and they, they get a chance to kind of game plan for you and figure out how they want to try and take somebody away, uh, it, it was a recipe that led to a loss. They got the same problem this year. I mean, it's look, it's not even Christmas yet. You got time to, to solve it. But that was the one takeaway in a in a victory and in a historic night. It's the same recipe that got him in trouble a year ago. It is. And as we look at the remaining schedule for the Avs throughout the calendar year, they play Arizona here on Saturday. It is the last game before Christmas. Then they play Arizona on Wednesday at St. Louis next Friday. And they wrap up 2023 against San Jose at home. You should get all eight of those points. 
Those should all be yours. You are in a tight race right now with Dallas and Winnipeg for the lead in the Central Division. This is a team that I think needs to find their purpose, right? As a team throughout the lineup, they need to find their why. What are we competing for? Are we still hungry to go win it? It's not the same mentality that we've seen in the past. It's tougher for them to do it on a night-to-night basis. And if you can set, in my opinion, short-term goals, hey, these next eight, those got to be ours. You can start to piecemeal together a season and start to build some better habits as long as you have some short-term attainable goals here because if you're just looking at it and you played, what, 35 games? Shoot, you got 50 more to go. I mean, 50 more? How how much more, you know, is one game significant over the other? You need to find ways to implement short-term goals here, and I think these next eight to close out 2023, that's a good place to start. Coming up next in the morning brew, Sean Payton says when you play Bill Belichick, He knows what you do, and he's going to want to take away what you do best. He's just really good at taking away some things that you want to do or making you play left-handed, if you will. We've heard that before. And it's always something different, you know, relative to what he sees on film and what he feels like he's got to do versus this offense. And so that's, that's one of the challenges. Bill Belichick, you know the last time the Patriots played in Denver was 2017? Really? Yeah. Feels like they were here every year for a decade uh, when Tom was there. Look, he's going to try and take away what the Broncos do best. What is that? What is that? I don't know. Like, what's he going to try and take away? Well, I think... Three yards in a cloud of dust with (laughs) Javante? Well, Sean Payton spoke at his press conference earlier this week. A glorified tight end is their number one receiver? And he mentioned Belichick talking about taking away Sutton on third down because the Broncos don't have a ton of options, and Russ hasn't proven that he's great at converting unless he can find his dude on third down. That's Cortland Sutton. If you're talking about third and ten, the Broncos have not been good at third and distance for two years. The only times that we're seeing the Broncos really able to convert those situations is when he finds Sutton. So if you take away Sutton, I mean, you, you you trust Jerry Judy to step up? No, I do not. Do you trust Adam Troutman to make a play? No, I do not. I, I mean, the, the, Lucas Kroll, the fact that he's been a conversation piece for three weeks tells you all you need to know about this roster, but... It's all on Russ. It's well, his fault. I think it leads into a laughable story in Denver. Don't you worry. We'll get back to it. Oh, I can't wait. Don't you worry. We'll get back to it. <laughs> My point here is that I think this sets up, and I've heard a lot of people around town say that the Broncos ought to blow out the Patriots. The Patriots are averaging 13.3 points per game. That's all well and good. They're the eighth best defense in the league since week five. Yeah. And how about the second best rushing defense in the NFL? Yeah. If they can find a way to take away Sutton on third down and they can limit what Denver does on the ground, this sets up to be a closer game than I think a lot of people are thinking it's going to be. I really think so. Denver's going to have a hard time with the Patriots on Sunday. I I believe that. All right, next up in the brew, we are on day three of the Jordan Seaton watch, the number one offensive lineman in the country. He's going to sign today, and it's going to be with either Colorado or Maryland. But I think signs are pointing towards the buffs. Yeah, you got to believe in Coach Prime. You know, have an opportunity to play with somebody who done it at the highest level, gold jacket level. Um, many, very few can say they did that. You know, I got two Heisman candidates, you know, Shadir Sanders, Travis Hunter. You do. They're amazing. You know how they go. Um, yeah, man, and if you ain't rocking with us and you say you're a dog and you, you claim you're a dog, why are you not coming to Colorado? There you go. Why are you not helping somebody who look like you? So that is audio of Jordan Seaton going on Undisputed two weeks ago to announce his commitment. And then this week, it was like, wait, wait, wait. 
now he, he's visiting Maryland again, and he's not going to sign on signing day. And, uh-oh, is Coach Prime going to lose his best recruit of this class, James? Well, what what is your take on this whole Jordan Seaton situation? Well, I mean, look, it's a kid that's got the spotlight on him, and, you know, he's having fun with it and getting every ounce of attention that he can. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I tend to not get all Twitter-pated and wring my hands over what 17-year-old people are trying to decide. Like, whatever. But, dude, if you want to go to Maryland, fine. How many how many relevant games did Maryland play this year? You know, it's interesting because what is the impetus to go to Maryland? He's from D.C., so he'd be closer to home. But monetarily, he could have gone to Tennessee. He could have gone to Oregon. He could have gone to Ohio State, Bama. If he wanted the money, he could have gone to all those schools. Yeah. But he picked Colorado, so I really don't buy that it's a monetary discussion. Is he trying to squeeze more out of CU for NIL? I don't really think so, to be honest with you. I think it's what you said. I think it's about the attention. Last night, he was FaceTiming with Shador. Deion Sanders Jr. put out video. I am going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I (laughs) could very well be wrong if something changes, but I would be very surprised if he is not a buff by the end of the day. And a lot of those folks nationally yesterday who were clutching their pearls about, oh, my gosh, Deion Sanders only signed five high school kids that's going to all start to boil back down when the number one offensive lineman in the country becomes a buff a little bit later today. But we will keep our eyes on it. We are on seat and watch for the third straight day.